All right, welcome to Locked On Heat, your daily podcast on the Miami Heat. I'm Wes Goldberg here with David Ramil. However, you might be tuning in, YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much for making Locked On Heat your first listen every day. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're getting this. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Um, all right, we're going to update the Heat culture bracket. What Heat players, figures in Heat history have represented Heat culture the most and david this is exciting we've got eight upsets galore eight far. people we have a lot of upsets we had uh joel anthony over alonzo morning the last time we checked in um yeah. plenty more uh we've got eight people left and so we can't call this the elite eight because we don't have copyright over that and we don't want to get in trouble so we're going to call this the epic eight all right so here's our first matchup let's get right into it the epic eight Number one oh. seed, Pat Riley versus number nine seed, Goran Dragic. What do you think? Goran getting past uh, Shaquille O'Neal and others to get here. He's had a great journey. Well, we've seen this matchup already. It happened two years ago when he <laughs> traded him to Toronto. So we know who's still here and we know who's not. As much as that connection with Gogi is still a strong one, and I'm sure they connect every time he's in town, whether it's with the Chicago Bulls or the Toronto Raptors or whatever team he's currently on. Uh, I know that they, they still appreciate everything Goran brought to the table in his seven seasons with Miami, but uh, he's gone. Pat Riley's still here, and I think he's still going to continue to move on. And I think this is really – Pat is the heavily favored uh, pick moving forward here, despite Goran's incredible run with the Heat. Yeah, this is like uh, – trying to think. This is like uh, – what's like the most dominant college basketball team in the tournament in like a long time? Currently? I don't know. Or on all time? Well, other than the Miami Hurricanes, of course, but, you know, whatever. All right. I, I missed out on the analogy. It's tough. Um, all right. I agree with you. Tough break for Goran Dragic. I don't know if anybody's going to beat Pat Riley, man. Like, this is – I mean, he made the culture, right? Like, he set the foundation, but we've had upsets before. I want to try to come up with some sort of argument because that's the fun of this, right, is um, is trying to come up with that argument. But even as, as great as Goran Dragic is, is taking that heat culture baton – and, and planting it in other cities, which is not necessarily how batons work, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> it's a great story, but it, it doesn't beat Pat Riley's argument. Uh, two seed, or a second matchup, I'm sorry, of the Epic Eight, our friends, oh. mentor, mentee, five seed Dwayne Wade, four seed oh Eric Spolster. I can already hear, I could see it. I could see it on Twitter, people going crazy over this one. Spo yeah. has fewer fans right now in Miami than I think... <laughs> Than, than I think Dwayne Wade does just because yep. of the Heat's record. But if we did the same bracket last year when the Heat were rolling for the one seed, I think Spo would have ran away with this on like our Twitter polls. Yeah, in the Orlando Bubble, when he carried that team that nobody had playoff expectations for all the way to the finals, there was a lot more rampant coaches. I mean, he's one of the best coaches in the NBA, Spo's an all-timer, et cetera. Like, think pieces galore all over the place. I remember talking to... You know, Michael Pina, uh, you know, lots of guys for the ringer, like just about this and, and uh, about the respect Spo was finally getting right in the midst of the the pandemic and everything else. Like somehow Spo emerged from that looking better than ever, despite, you know, the, the four playoff finals runs with the big three. This was his best. Like the last few years, I think I've been highlighting what Spo is better yes. at or more capable of. Yeah. Um, and given that, honestly, I think this isn't the most more talented player. Or the most more talented representative of Heat culture. It's who represents it better. It's got to be Eric Spolstra. This is a really tough one. But Can I be honest? With his you? Friend in the eye. Yeah, go for it. Oh, it's tough. For, it's tough for Spo to knock out D Wade. No, no, no doubt about it. He loves D Wade. He spent like 
an hour the other night when D-Wade was at the game. D-Wade's still coming to games. You own the Utah Jazz. Is that okay? I'm okay with it. I love it when he comes to the arena. But, uh, like... <laughs> yeah. Is it tampering? He's still getting like, courtside only, seats. Only I don't know. If he's talking to, if he's talking to the Heat players, let's pay. He's not trying to bring any Heat If Max Drew signs in Utah, Drew's... we're going we're to file tampering. If Utah does not get docked one of their several billion second-round picks, I will be upset. That's um, heat culture right there. I mean, t- for Pat Riley to stick it to Danny Ainge one more time and say, you take Max Drews, but you're going to oh, take D-Wade, it. Give us that one pick, yeah. D-Wade being a mole pick. in the Utah Jazz organization, like ahead of Danny Ainge just getting there and like Pat Riley somehow foreseeing Dan- That would be crazy. Uh, would. This one's actually not that tough, though, although it is hard for Spo. So. It's it's Eric Spolstra. I got to be honest. I love D-Wade. It's, I mean, let's, let's the camera get the it. better player. I got better- D-Wade's right there in the background for those on YouTube. Uh, but it's Spo. It's Spo. And then here's the thing. I say this over and over again. You've got figures that have come through the, the Heat history that have seen Heat culture, embraced Heat culture, and then spun it and put their own kind of thumbprints on Heat culture and have changed it. Heat culture is a living, breathing thing. Uh, D-Wade, I'm not saying he did not do that, but I don't know that he added anything necessarily new other than the highest level of winning. Right, but that's yeah. still sort of what they always tried to represent. Where Eric Spoelstra, I think, has had a much uh, bigger impact on what it is that Heat culture is in its bones when it comes to player development, being modern as a franchise. That was all Eric Spoelstra using analytics, using stats, um, you know, uh, relating to players. All these things. I think that's very much an Eric Spoelstra thing, and I think that's how he's evolved Heat culture in a way that it it feels tangibly different. Than what it is that D Wade left it with. All right, let's move. Now. So suppose no moving more on. pancakes for Dwayne Wade. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, Fourteen C Joel Anthony, six C Jimmy Butler. This one's all not not that all interesting. I, I kind of want to be quick with this one. Can we just go with Jimmy yeah. Butler? Yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel's a, Joel's magical run comes to an end. Yeah, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. And this is not just the most talented player. I just think one of the big tenets of of that's the whole culture. thing, though, isn't it? I, I know it, it kind of comes down to it. I hate, I'm sorry to cut you off there, but it's like Jimmy is is so heat culture even before he was heat culture yes. like the guy was a late round pick nobody expected him like we all know about his background and being virtually homeless at one point having to work for everything he came like that guy was heat culture before he he before pat riley even joined the organization he yeah was already cut, last, he was cut from a mold for heat culture last pick in a uh in in the first round worked his way up had no business being one of the best 10 players in the nba um, and a big tenant of heat culture is doing exactly that. It's also just taking care of your body and behind LeBron. I don't know that there's ever been a better conditioned athlete in that's ever come through this organization than Jimmy Butler. Right? Yeah, like, right. I don't, I don't, I don't think that that's a stretch final matchup of the Epic eight 10 seed Keith <laughs> Askins two seed Udonis Haslam. Uh, I love it. I love it. We got to move uh, on. Uh, Udonis Haslam moves on. It was a great run for Keith Askins. Yeah, it was a very good one. Um, yeah, UD all the way. Like, uh, like as much I think they're former teammates, right? I, I'm sure there's a lot of appreciation there. Were, were they former teammates? I don't think they ever yeah. overlapped. I don't know. But... You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So UD, the kind of the culture carrier for Keith Askins. I mean, no, but it's UD. Like that's Mister Three Hundred Five. It's UD. I, there's a couple. I I really don't know how we're gonna, how gonna end gonna up with a champion out. on this man. I I really don't. So that's the epic eight, the Fantastic Four, whatever the formidable four. Will be next yeah, week. Not fantastic uh, for you. Don't want some Disney lawyers. Also, copyright. Oh, that's a worse copyright than the NCAA lawyers. Yeah. yeah. Don't yeah. want to deal with that. Didn't say that. Strike that from the record. Uh, that'll do it for today's uh, Heat Culture bracket update. If you did not catch the first episode and first 
uh, show from on Friday. We did the five biggest storylines for the final five games of the season. We touched on a whole lot of things, including what seed the Heat might get, uh, changes potentially to the starting lineup and the rotation, and then some big questions that they have to answer over the offseason. So make sure you go ahead and check that out. Thanks again for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Remember to subscribe to new episodes of Locked on Heat on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. Hit that like button right now. David, have a great weekend. Yeah, you too, Wes. Go Canes. Go Canes.